Today is Monday, August the 1st, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, the recruiting momentum continues for South Carolina as four new prospects announce their commitment to the Gamecocks. Guys, I will break down each and every single one of the commitments and what they bring to South Carolina football. Also, guys, we continue along the 2022 opponent preview series as today we break down the Gamecocks week nine opponent, the Missouri Tigers. We'll break down Mizzou's head coach, how they fared a season ago, their best returning players on offense and defense, and I'll give my overall outlook for the Tigers as well as that game at Williams-Brice Stadium as well. Also, guys, we've got your listener questions on a packed Monday episode of TSUS, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app. Go to SeatGeek.com, and when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, they have got it, whether it be Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events. Again, you name it, they got it. Also, they got what's called a deal score. So you go to their website or on their online app. They're going to tell you exactly where you're sitting, how much you're paying, so you know when you click that buy button that you're getting the most bang for your buck. So again, guys, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boys and girls, we have officially made it to August. And why is that a big deal, you might ask? Well, in the month of August, there is football. There is football in the month of August. Things start to heat up even more so. And folks, shit gets 
real. Happy Monday. Happy first day of August. And I hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, we have got a packed show, a lot to get into. Tons happening over the weekend that we are going to discuss, dissect, and break down. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend and you're having a great start to your week. And I will say this, by the way, if you did listen to the Friday podcast, it feels good to be talking to you all in my normal tone, it doesn't sound like on today's show that I'm trying to get you to seductively listen to this, light some candles, get the wine out. We're back to the normal, energetic, loud podcast voice, as some would label it. But nah, seriously, man, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. A fantastic weekend here on the home front, a fantastic weekend at HQ, and very, very excited to get things going this week. Again, guys, it is August 1st, and I'm someone that, if you watch this week's vlog, by the way, that you will see it, but I keep a calendar, right, to keep everything organized of when we have stuff going on, interviews, events, all that good stuff. I've got a dry erase board calendar. And I'll tell you, the excitement I got flipping the calendar from July to August. Because again, there's football in August and shit gets real in August. For example, this Friday, the Gamecocks will hit the football field once again, officially for fall camp. We're going to have Shane Beamer speaking on Thursday afternoon. And guys, week zero is just a couple of weeks away. The final weekend in the month of August as we continue our countdown as well to Gamecocks kickoff. We're sitting here 33 days away, almost just one month until toe meets leather at Williams-Brice Stadium. Again, guys, we got a lot to get into. Before we do, though, we got a couple housekeeping items, a couple things to update you on. First things first, of course, guys, do not forget, Steven Garcia is on the Daily Crow today yet again for his weekly appearance, 12.15 to 12.45. And by the way, the Roach King now has a queen. Congratulations to the Roach King as Steven Garcia got engaged over the weekend. We're going to talk to him about that and much more on TDC. Also very excited to announce, guys, as we get into the season, this will begin the week of the Georgia State game. So very soon, you might recall, a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation with Anthony Treesh of Pro Football Focus College, the college football side of things. He is the national contributor for them. Anthony Treesh, I'm very excited to announce and proud to announce, he will join us weekly on on the Daily Crow every single Wednesday during the season at 1210. We'll probably go like 1210 to 1230 with Anthony. Very excited. The goal is to have each and every single day have a different uh, analyst, personality, former player, what have you join us on TDC. And again, guys, I just think something that can bring a lot of value to you all tuning into our live show. Also stay tuned because I'm very excited to announce as well. Again, there's so many of you that tune in live, and I cannot say thank you enough for tuning in, interacting, all that good stuff. Very, very soon, though, The Daily Crow will have its own separate podcast feed, separate from this podcast feed, separate from the Spurs Up show. Again, of course, it's still under the Spurs Up show, but for those of you who cannot tune into TDC Live and you want to go back and listen to it, we are going to have a unique podcast feed for TDC. Again, guys, I think this is something that's a fantastic idea and is just going to give you guys even more accessibility to that live show and, and hearing what we had to say. And again, TDC has really taken off and the popularity with it and so many of you tune in, but a lot of you go back and listen to it later outside of that noon to two time frame. So, we will have that set up in podcast form very soon. Stay tuned to social media for that announcement. I'll let you guys know when it happens, but it will be available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, 
Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So again, guys, if you love the Daily Crow, but you miss it that day on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, what have you, however you tune in, but you miss it, and you do, listen, you can still go watch the video, but if you're on the go, right, you just want to hear the audio from what you missed, you're going to have the ability to do that now on a unique podcast feed. And again, guys, that guys, that's something I'm really excited about. I think it's going to bring even more value to you all, the end consumer. Also, guys, again, a really exciting week, by the way, guys, tons going on. Again, that's how you know it's August. Uh, the final 10 roof show of the appearances we've had on Wednesday nights. It will be this Wednesday night, 6 to 8, 10 roof in the Vista, one final time. Yours truly will grace the stage. Looking forward to it, taking your questions, comments, calls. We will live stream it as well, but guys, would love to have you out there. Again, the final Wednesday night show, I don't think it'll be the last time we ever grace the stage and make an appearance at 10 roof, but this will be the final 10 roof show, if you will, the way we have it set up currently. So really, really excited for that. Going to be an emotional night for sure. Uh, Going to be a fun night, $3 drafts, $3 rumple, $3 fireball as well. Great food, great people, great times. Cannot wait to hang out and kick it with you all at Tin Roof one final time. Also, guys, you probably saw it last night, but the season simulation series has officially began. We played Georgia State last night. We've got Arkansas tonight at 7. We've got Georgia tomorrow night at 7. We're doing that each and every single week for the next four weeks, Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night, I posted the full schedule on social media. I will repost it yet again so you all can see it. But something that I love. Listen, this content's not going to be for everybody, but it's some of the most fun content I get to make as we sit back and we let NCAA football decide how the Gamecocks are going to do this season. And shout out to my dudes, SG1 Sports for the rosters and college football revamped for really just completely revamping the game and making it look completely different like a brand new video game. So that's really exciting stuff. Also, guys, of course, the TSUS Tour is in downtown Greenville this Thursday. Shout out to all the folks that made Myrtle Beach and Somerville incredible. Really excited for this Thursday. Downtown Greenville going to be a blast. Stay tuned. Or the details are actually out there on social media. Make sure you pay attention to that. If you're in Greenville, all my Greenville Gamecocks, I need to see you out there. Downtown Greenville at Carolina Ale House. I got to see you. And again, all the details are on social media. And then, guys, like I mentioned, of course, it's a huge week because fall camp begins on Friday. And we will have content on the Wednesday and Friday show previewing fall camp, our top storylines, top position battles, all that good stuff. Okay, that was a lot, but we got a lot more to go. Let's go ahead and dive into things, guys. We got to start on the recruiting side because it was a massive recruiting weekend in Columbia, South Carolina, both literally and figuratively. As South Carolina pulled in four new commitments over the weekend, three for the 2023 class and one for the 2024 class. And let's start with that 2024 pickup because that was the one I believe it was either late Thursday. No, I think it was early Friday that happened. Three-star defensive back Carson Hobbs really got the fireworks going as Shane Beamer sent out his welcome home tweet and everybody went crazy. You look, guys, he's a defensive back from Cincinnati, Ohio. Again, the 2024 class, six foot one. 180 pounds right now again a three-star in the 24-7 sports rankings the 48th ranked quarterback and the 27th ranked player in the state of Ohio you take a look at his offers right here of course South Carolina you then see Akron Kentucky Marshall West Virginia but the Gamecocks again getting in early on him and at this point I feel like whoever T-Rob and Clayton White want the secondary I trust them. I, I trust whoever they want, whoever they want to pull in. So, again, a nice start to the 2024 class as the Gamecocks look to build out and build early for that class. Of course, then I'm actually pulling up right now. Let's see. I'm pulling up 
the Gamecocks team rankings. Here we go. And Hobbs, by the way, is just the second commitment for 2024, joining quarterback Dante Reno, who, of course, is the leader of that class for South Carolina. Again, guys, the 2023 class received a major boost and now ranks 22nd overall. And, guys, talking to people behind the scenes, the optimism and excitement within the building when it comes to recruiting, right? Everything's happening on the field. We got Spencer Rattler, Beamer Rattler 22, Beamer Ball, all that good stuff. And that's all great. But when you think about the future, and of course, recruiting is the lifeblood of every single program, right? It is the lifeblood of any college football program, successful college football program, right? The positive vibes and feelings and momentum on the recruiting side is at an all-time high. Talking to those behind the scenes, they feel like if they don't finish top 15 in the country, it will be a disappointment. That's how confident they feel in their efforts and the guys they've got on the hook right now that they feel like they will be able to reel in. Again, guys, the Gamecocks ranked 22nd overall right now. Of the 2023 commitments, let's dive into them. First, four-star defensive lineman, Montek Rames. I believe that's how you say his name. Six foot five, 235, out of Sumter, South Carolina. A big-time edge prospect to keep home. Again, a four-star point, eight, nine, six, eight on the 24-7 sports composite. Guys, he's ranked the 48th best defensive lineman in the country and the fourth ranked player in the state of South Carolina. Guys, I don't think I have to reinforce to you why it's such a big deal to keep a guy like this home, especially when you look at his offer list. Of course, the Gamecocks being at the top, you see teams like Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State, NC State, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, uh, Mississippi State, some very, very big-time schools. And instead of leaving the state, he chooses to stay home and be a Gamecock. And I saw my good friend Brad Crawford, his comments on social media. You know, the Gamecocks for so long have lacked that really imposing, that really threatening edge guy, that guy that, that opposing teams fear and have to game plan around. And I'm not trying to put unfair expectations on this kid, but a lot of folks are really high on him. You look at the frame, you look at the building, and got 6'5", 235, the speed, the quickness. This is someone folks are really, really Really high on and a great get by Sterling Lucas and Jimmy Lindsay and, of course, Clayton White, the Gamecocks defensive coordinator. So big time to keep this in-state prospect home. You then look at the second of the three big 2023 commitments over the weekend, three-star offensive lineman Jatavius Shivers. And I, and I tell you this, this kid really went under the radar because of the next guy we're about to talk about, because it happened about an hour or so before uh, Marky Anderson announced, but Jatavius, I think it's Shivers, maybe it's Shivers, I don't know. Either way, 2023 prospect out of Villa Rica, Georgia, six foot seven, 290 pounds. Guys, we preach all the time size, explosiveness, athleticism, having those big boys on the line of scrimmage. This kid. Fits the billing, right? 0.8614 on the 24-7 sports composite. He's the 80th ranked offensive tackle nationally and the 91st ranked player in the state of Georgia. Again, you look at his offer list. You see teams like Vanderbilt, Auburn, Cincinnati, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Marshall, Michigan, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, West Virginia. So again, some notable teams there. But that size, guys, is what jumps out of me. I mean, six foot seven. 
290 pounds. You look at this dude as possibly a guy who can contribute and be a day one starter. I don't know about day one, but a guy who can play early, often, and in the long haul, be a big-time edge guy for you. Again, you just need kids with this type of size in the SEC. I think the athleticism is something. They will build on that. They'll get him in the proper shape to play at the highest level, but – I mean, you just can't teach that type of size, guys. So six foot seven, 290. I love to see pickups like this. I mean, again, guys, you know, uh, we could go off on an entire tangent, a whole different conversation, but everybody in the SEC, for the most part, has skilled players on the outside, right? Some more than others, right? I mean, of course, Bama's got more than Vandy, but for the most part, SEC teams, they've got playmakers on the outside. What makes the difference is the size and the depth up front. And so getting a kid like this, 6'7, 290, you cannot overstate how important it is. And on that note, guys, like I told you, it was a massive recruiting weekend, both literally and figuratively. Well, this final guy, this final guy becomes the highest rated commitment of the Shane Beamer era. When you look at the composite, when you look at the ratings, all that good stuff, and what a big commitment it was. The youngster from Dorman, from Roebuck, South Carolina, 2023 commitment offensive lineman, Marquis Anderson, six foot four and a half, 305 pounds. Guys, he's a .9402 on the 24-7 sports composite. The fifth ranked interior offensive lineman in the country and the second ranked player in the state of South Carolina. Again, guys, keeping those big-time prospects home and, hey, beating out a team like Clemson for him. Because guess what? The Tigers offer him North Carolina, Arkansas, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Washington, West Virginia, LSU. A lot of big-time offers here for Anderson and for the Gamecocks to land him again. And you look at the needs of South Carolina, and you look at this year's team and how many guys you have coming out, you're going to be losing a lot of linemen, right? You need guys like Anderson, and I've talked to you all before, I think the thing holding the Gamecocks back from going to the next level is up front at the line of scrimmage, having better players up front, both offensively and defensively, and keeping a guy home like Anderson. I mean, it's such a big deal because it's a position of need, right? You need guys of this size. You need guys like this on your football team that can contribute. And again, Anderson, such a big pickup. And again, it's crazy to think an offensive lineman, but yes, an offensive lineman becomes the highest rated commitment of the Shane Beamer era to this point. Obviously, it's early, but still a .9402 on the 24-7 sports composite. That is a very, very big deal. And uh, certainly, again, you love to build around guys like that. I mean, you could be seeing Anderson and Shivers as your tackles in the coming years, right? When you look at the size, 290 for Shivers and then 305 for Anderson. So again, guys, a huge weekend. The Gamecocks in the 2023 rankings jump up to the 22nd ranked class. And folks, I think the fireworks is just beginning. I, I really do. I think it's just beginning. I think we're just getting started. I think Shane Beamer still got more up his sleeve. Heck, I'm worried right now as I record this podcast here about six o'clock in the afternoon that there's going to be a commitment drop. And I didn't see it. We'll have to talk about it on the Daily Crow. We're talking about it on the Wednesday podcast. Either way, though, Shane Beamer, what they've got going, man, the, the momentum and the positivity and the energy in the building, it's insane. And, folks, I tell you what, if you're giddy and excited about the future of South Carolina football, hey, this is just one piece of it, right? you got to take this talent now, develop it, go win football games. There's a lot of factors, a lot of things that factor in winning football games. But you should be excited. You, you should be excited about the future and what Beamer's doing. And I think they're doing all the right things 
on the recruiting trail, the way they're selling the program, and uh, just really excited moving forward. I, I will say this, guys, as we wrap up recruiting, we do have to mention the, mention the negatives with the positives. So, of course, the Gamecocks did have a decommitment on Sunday afternoon as defensive back Cameron Upshaw of Perry, Florida, six foot two and a half, 193 pounds. He did announce his decommitment via social media. But I will say this with Upshaw. Something seems weird. Something seems off when you look at his comments and what he said that South Carolina is still very in the mix. And he said that the coaching staff supports it. They support this and that and him making his decision. And, but just some of the things he said, and I read the quotes on Sports Talk, it is, it is very interesting Like what he said. It's very interesting what he said. And, and so I, I would not rule the Gamecocks out. Let me just put it that way. I would not rule the Gamecocks out. And last thing, I talked about this on social media, guys. Just a quick PSA. And I think for the most part, this doesn't apply to the people tuning to this show, but like, don't be that person on social media that goes on there and rips a kid when they decommit because you can't be a hypocrite, right? Because we love when guys decommit and they choose the Gamecocks. So if a guy wants to decommit, and, and listen, I understand it can be frustrating. You know, there's a lot of people that question the, the value of a commitment. I think that's why it's smart not to overreact one way or the other, guys. It's just the nature of the beast. And you know what? If you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. Take it from someone who knows about the repercussions and the consequences of talking shit in recruiting. Guys, it's just the nature of the beast. It is what it is, and you can't be hypocritical when sometimes the decommitments and the flips, they benefit us. You, you just have to deal with it and roll with the punches and keep it moving and trust that Shane Beamer is going to get all the guys we need to be successful. So, again, guys, that's our wrap-up on recruiting here on this Monday. A lot of exciting things happening, and the fireworks, I think, is just beginning with Shane Beamer and company. All right, we're going to continue along in the show, guys. We're going to talk the 2022 opponent preview series. We break down the Gamecocks week nine opponents, the Missouri Tigers. Before we do though, guys, we're counting down the days to kick off. And that means your opportunity to win some big money this football season with our friends over at prize picks. Guys, when you sign up at prize picks today, either on the site or on their app, all of our users will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code TSUS at sign up. Now, you might be asking yourself, Chris, what is Price Picks? Well, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. Price Picks allows the mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on Spencer Rattler passing yards, parlayed with the under on LeBron, parlayed with the over on Patrick Mahomes, MLB, NBA, hockey, does not matter. And by the way, guys, here's the thing with Price Picks. You can play prop plays on college sports. How many other books even allow you to do that? Price Picks also has a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, let's break the bookie this football season with our friends over at Price Picks. Go down with the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And again, guys, we appreciate our friends over at Prize Picks for their love and support of 
the Spurs Up show. Again, guys, we continue along the opponent preview series. We're talking Mizzou as the Gamecocks take on the Tigers Saturday, October the 29th, Halloween weekend at Willie B. Mizzou leads the all-time series 7-5, and five, believe it or not. And, of course, we all recall last year's meeting, Missouri won the ball game 31-28. to 28, And what I would still probably call, guys, the most inexcusable loss of the 2021 season. Because you really think about it. Missouri was not a good football team last year, right? I mean, we're talking about a team that when the Gamecocks played them, Mizzou had the worst rushing defense or one of the worst. I think it maybe was the worst rushing defense in all of college football. And the Gamecocks ran for a grand total of 56 yards. I mean, the game made absolutely no sense. And by the way, this was the week after South Carolina had beaten Florida. Like, it was the most painful Gamecock game of all time, by far. Uh, you look at how Mizzou did a year ago, 6-7 and seven overall, 3-5 and five in SEC play. And again, we'll dive into more so how they fared a season ago in just a sec. Their head coach, of course, Eli Drinkwitz, entering his third season, 11-12 and 12 overall. And you're talking about a guy that's had a ton of success against South Carolina guys. In case you forgot, he beat the Gamecocks with Appalachian State in 2019 and is now 3-0 against them at Mizzou. So 4-0 lifetime. Against Carolina, that's a trend that's got to change. You look at how Mizzou did a season ago. Let's go through their schedule. They started off beating Central Michigan, lost to Kentucky in week two by a score of 35 to 28. They then beat Southeast Missouri State, lost to Boston College in overtime in week four by a score of 41 to 34, then lost to Tennessee 62 to 24. They then bounced back, beat North Texas 48 to 35, then lost to Texas A&M. 35-14. to 14. So a bit of a rocky start for Mizzou to start. Uh, they then bounced back, beat Vandy, lost to Georgia 42-6, then won two in a row, beating South Carolina and then Florida in overtime, which was the big win for them. Then they lost their season finale to Arkansas 34-17 to finish 6-6, six and six, but they did become bowl eligible with that win over Florida. They then lost to Army in the Armed Forces Bowl by a score of 24 to 22. So most certainly an up and down season for Missouri, which is putting a lot of pressure on third year head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Let's dive into the Tigers, their team specifically, their best returning players on offense and defense. And we'll start on the offensive side. And guys, we talked about skill position players in the SEC and one of the best in the conference, maybe you've never even heard of before, is in Como in wide receiver Toski Dove. You look at his numbers a year ago, 38 catches. 576 yards. The only thing against him, he did not have a touchdown catch, which is kind of crazy. Tyler Beatty led their team with four. Kiki Chisholm had three. He had zero, but averaged 15.2 yards per catch, which was the best mark on the Missouri team. And he certainly, as a senior, will be their lead guy on the offensive side. You look at the defensive side, their best turning player, defensive end, Isaiah McGuire. The ends and the secondary is the strength of this defense. And last season, you look at his numbers, 55 tackles, 14 tackles for loss and six sacks on the season. He and Jeff Coat on the edges will make a dynamic duo, both seniors. Four seniors up front, by the way, from Mizzou. All four of their guys on the defensive line are seniors, but they replaced the two interior guys. So they'll ask a lot of those edge players to make a presence and make life hell on opposing quarterbacks. When you look at the overall outlook of Missouri, guys, 14 returning starters, six on the offensive side, and eight 
on the defensive side. So a lot of experience returns on defense, especially, like I said, in the secondary, on the edges. They've got to replace the middle of that defense and their two tackles and their middle linebacker. And then offensively, the big question, that leads us into one of the biggest storylines for Mizzou, who replaces Connor Bazelak under center? There is a quarterback battle for Missouri going in the season. You've got sophomore Brady Cook and the freshman Sam Horn. Um, excuse me, Sam Horn. Uh, you look at who Cook played in the bowl game, went 27-34, 8.8 yards per completion. But, of course, they lost that game. Bazelak transferred to Indiana. And, of course, it's a blank slate really coming into this year. Tyler Macon also came in. They were battling for the first string spot um, in spring ball. But quarterback is a major question mark. And as we all know very well, if you don't have a quarterback, in the SEC, on a week-in, week-out basis, if you don't have an SEC-caliber guy at that position, I don't give a damn who you got at receiver, who you've got at running back, who you've got at the skill positions. It is going to be very, very, very difficult to make a living on the offensive side of the football. So who is it that replaces Connor Bazelak? And you would think certainly by the time the Gamecocks take on Mizzou in Week 9, they will have that answer under center, but it's certainly going to be one of the interesting storylines for them. Uh, they do have a soft start to their schedules. They play La Tech at Kansas State and Abilene Christian the first three weeks before they finally travel to Auburn and then take on Georgia the following week in Weeks 4 and 5. But it'll be interesting to see who takes over for Bazelak because while he wasn't perfect, you know, I thought Connor Bazelak was certainly solid for them. And so Drinkwitz and his offense, who is able to man that and get the most out of the offensive production for the Tigers? Also, like I mentioned, guys, replacing a ton on the defense in regards to the middle, which you could argue is the most important part of the defense. Your two tackles, your middle linebacker, is Missouri soft in the middle of that defense? Are they able to replace the interior? You look at the guys in the middle, Robinson and Jernigan, the two seniors will fill in the tackles at middle linebacker. They are expecting to start Tyron Hopper, who is actually, I believe, yeah, a North Carolina transfer. So a pretty solid player. So the transition might not be as poor, uh, but that was a defense, guys, that was not even good a season ago. I mean, you look at the defensive side, uh, they they were 13th in the SEC in scoring, 14th in rushing, gave up 227 yards per game, fifth in passing, but 13th total defensively. So, guys, this was a defense that was not very good. So even the fact they return eight guys doesn't mean a whole lot from a defense that was as bad as they were a season ago. Again, guys, the strength of this Missouri team is at the skill positions. Wide receiver, uh, we feel like every single year. Mizzou's got a solid running back. Of course, the defensive backs in Rakestraw Jr. and Abrams Drain, Manuel and Carly's at the safety positions. So they've got talent at those skill positions. It's all about up front for them on the defensive side. And then, of course, at the quarterback position offensively. Big question for Mizzou is this, and it might be sort of under the radar, but I would ask you the question, is Eli Drinkwitz on the hot seat? You know, could you argue that he's on the hot seat, that his seat, it may not be scorching hot, but I feel like it might be hot enough, right? It might be hot enough because, you know, six and seven last year, three and five in the league, you don't have a QB. The Tigers were picked to finish sixth in the SEC East this season. You know, if they miss a bowl game this year, Eli Drinkwitz, you know, all that silliness and that goofing off and him being a goober and a goofball, whatever, you know, that's all cute and all at SEC media days. But when you're not winning football games, SEC fan bases do not take kindly to stuff like that. So, Eli Drinkwitz, I wonder how many games does he have to win to 
cool his seat again. I'm not sure his seat is hot right now, but you know, I think if they have a rough stretch again, they got a three game stretch at Auburn, Georgia, at Florida, and then take on Vandy. Then they got at South Carolina. Then they got Kentucky at home. They got at Tennessee. Things could get really rocky in the middle of the season for Mizzou. I just wonder how much is the Missouri fan base willing to take? Because, you know, I don't think the expectations for Missouri football are all that high. I would love to hear the Mizzou standpoint. Am I wrong on that? I don't think their expectations are crazy high. But again, this is an SEC team and an SEC fan base. And I just wonder how much are they willing to put up with. In regards to this game, the dynamic for the Gamecocks, right? I just have one note about this game, and I feel like it just sort of encapsulates everything about it, right? The Gamecocks have a lot of streaks and trends that they need to break this season. This one might be the most important of them all because it is baffling to think that South Carolina has lost three straight games to Missouri, right? The Mayor's Cup has been in Como the last three seasons. 2018, the last time the Gamecocks were able to take down Mizzou. Yes, that was the monsoon game led by Michael Skarnecki. A shout out to Scar. May his memory live on forever. But guys, I talked about this when I broke down the season, when I gave my predictions. This, in my opinion, is the most important game of the 2022 season for South Carolina. It's homecoming. It's at home. Here's the reason why I say that, though, right? When I label most important game, I talked about Arkansas being the biggest swing game. I talked about Kentucky being the greatest inflection point of the season. But this is a game in week nine at home. If the Gamecocks beat Missouri, it does not guarantee you had a great year. But if South Carolina loses to Missouri, I think you can all but guarantee this season was a massive failure and you probably did not even make a bowl game, right? In regards to, hey, carrying over positive momentum from recruiting and, and what you've done with Rattler and what you've done in all facets of your program, right? You got to start beating the Missouris of the world on a consistent basis. You got to start beating the Kentuckys of the world on a consistent basis. And, you know, you can argue what Stoops has done in Lexington and built their program, but when you're talking SEC East hierarchy, guys, and you're talking about importance of games, getting this one at home, this is one that I think most fans just check off as a W, right? And it makes no sense how South kind of wasn't able to win this game a season ago. Again, I'm not saying if you win this, guys, you're going to win eight or nine games. I'm not saying that. But if you want to have a good season, this one, winning this one, is the most pivotal and it's the most important. You cannot have a good year. You can't. You cannot have a good year if you don't beat Mizzou. Guys, it's a miracle the Gamecocks were able to get to a bowl game last year losing this game. And it almost cost them. I mean, thank God for that big win against Auburn. But really, it almost cost them. It could have cost them. So, when you look at the second half of the season, you're coming off the AM game. You're trying to build momentum, right? You got Mizzou, Vandy, back-to-back -back before Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. You're going to be trying to build momentum going into that quote-unquote orange crush stretch of the schedule. This is one you just simply put. It's a must-win. You've got to have it, in my opinion, is the most important game of the season. Not because of the upside it could bring, but because of the devastation it could do to your year if you do, in fact, find a way to lose it. So, again, I labeled as the most important, guys. That's my take. That's my thoughts. That will do it for the opponent preview of Mizzou. What are your thoughts on that game? Am I putting too much weight? Am I putting too much weight on that ballgame? Am I putting too much weight on it? Is this a game that you don't think is as important? Again, I want to throw it 
in the win bucket. I really, really do. But I think when you look at the Gamecocks have lost three in a row, guys. The Gamecocks have lost. How can you just throw it in the win bucket? How can you do so when South Carolina has struggled so immensely in this series, at least of late? All right, guys, before we get out of here, let's dive into your listener questions. We have just a few. Krusty Andy says, in your opinion, why did we lose this game last year? Obviously should have won it. Um, line of scrimmage. That, that's it, Krusty Andy. I mean, you look at the stats. The stats tell the story. Beatty ran for like 240. Uh, you couldn't run the football against one of the most porous rush defenses. I mean, the worst, literally the rush, the worst rush defense in the SEC. Just simply put, Krusty, any line of scrimmage. I, I don't know if if uh, scheme was a problem. I, I mean, I don't know exactly, but the line of scrimmage was the reason why you lost this game. You look back. The stats tell the story in this one. Crim uh, Della Carter says, just says revenge. Just one word, revenge. Love that. Uh, Ian Golfer says, definitely the biggest must-win game of the season for me. Yeah, again, it's not because, oh, if you beat Mizzou, you know, again, it doesn't serve like Arkansas. You beat Arkansas, you open the door to maybe eight or nine wins this season, things we did not think were in realistic view sitting here right now on this August 1st. That's not what Mizzou serves at. But Mizzou is just like East Carolina last year, guys, where just because you beat ECU, it didn't mean you were going to go win nine, ten games and overachieve that level. But if you would have lost to East Carolina, it would have wrecked your entire season. That's how I see this Missouri game. Win, you're supposed to win. Good. You, you need it, right? You need it. When you're talking about SEC East hierarchy and teams that you need to beat to continue to advance your program and be on a positive trajectory, Missouri's one of them. Absolutely. And if you lose this one, it's just going to be really hard to feel good about anything going on right now, guys. It's going to be really hard to feel good about where you are, especially in this season. You'll probably find yourself with a losing record or at 500. And if you can't beat Mizzou, how are you going to beat Florida on the road? How are you going to beat Tennessee? How are you going to compete with Clemson? I think if you're a good football team this year, you beat Missouri. Bottom line. Final question here. Perfectionist says, this is the year South Carolina will finally get the Mayor's Cup back to the real Columbia, USC by 20. And again, guys, I did pick this as a W. I think it'll be a very, very big W. I think the offense will flex his muscles, but you have to. You have to. This is a game that South Carolina, again, should be able to build momentum going into a big back half stretch of the season. So again, guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Mizzou. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the recruiting momentum and everything in between. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Again, guys, podcast, Daily Crow, all the content rolling this week. Welcome to August. We're just getting started. Appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Wednesday. Wednesday.